Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Nkefo of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Nkefo is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. Let us pray. Father, thank you for the wonderful opportunity that we have to be in your presence again. We love you and we worship you. Thank you, mighty Holy Spirit, for your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, how many of you remember that before I started uh, preaching on honoring your prophets, I was preaching about the Holy Spirit? How many of you remember that? Very good. So, I am going back to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come with me to John chapter 14. John chapter 14, verse 16. Going. John chapter 14. Everybody, open your Bible to John chapter 14. We are reading from verse 16. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth. So the comforter that Jesus is talking about in this verse, he's explaining who that person is. He says, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. Verse 18. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Can I have an amen? So just to recap a little to refresh your mind. We have been talking about the Holy Spirit. Everybody say the Holy Spirit. Now, Jesus, at the end of his earthly ministry, when he was about to go to heaven, told his disciples, when I go to heaven, I will pray, I will ask the Father, to send you another comforter. And he explained in verse 17, alright, that this comforter is the spirit, even the spirit of truth. So the comforter 
that Jesus was referring to, all right, was the Holy Spirit or is the Holy Spirit. And we explained that Jesus used the word another comforter. And if you remember, we said that that word another means the same, one of the same kind. Another of the same kind. So Jesus was saying, I'll pray to the Father who would come to you and be of the same help to you as I've been to you. Another comforter. Alright? Another comforter. The word comforter alright is translated uh, from a Greek word and it means helper an advocate an aid comforter. So Jesus was saying I'm going to send you Somebody who will help you. So we learned that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God that has been sent to us Christians to help us in our lives and in everything that God has given us to do and we are doing. When Jesus ascended to heaven, on the day of Pentecost, this Holy Spirit came to the face of the earth. Hallelujah. The, the apostles who were gathered in the upper room, all right, received the Holy Spirit. And he started helping them to do the work of the ministry, the work of preaching, teaching, healing, eh, evangelizing, building churches. What Jesus was doing that he wanted them to continue. The Holy Spirit came and he empowered them to do it. In fact, the first time they received him, Alright, they immediately started preaching. They had their first crusade. And 3,000 people were saved. Hallelujah. Now, the good news is that the Holy Spirit since he came has not gone. Alright. God the Father is in heaven. Seated on his mighty throne. God the Son the Lord Jesus Christ is seated on the right hand of God the Father, making intercession for us. On earth today is God the Holy Spirit, who is here to help us believers in our Christian lives, in our ministry lives, in our social lives, relationships, businesses, whatever we are doing as a Christian, Jesus said, 
the Holy Spirit will be with you. He will dwell with you and he will be in you. How many of you understand that? Amen. Now, from today, I want to start to talk about eight things that every Christian should know about the Holy Spirit. Eight things that every Christian should know about the Holy Spirit. Come with me to Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19. We are reading verses 1 and 2. Acts chapter 19. I want to see you open your Bible. Everybody come to church with a Bible. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coasts, came to Ephesus. And finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. So you see, from this scripture, you can see that even though, even though the Bible describes the people that Paul came into contact with at Ephesus as disciples, all right, they were saying, we don't know anything about the Holy Spirit. Now, it is the same for many Christians today. They do not know, you know, they have heard, they have heard about the Holy Spirit. They have heard the name the Holy Spirit. They mention the name the Holy Spirit. All right. Eh? They converse and mention the Holy Spirit. But like the disciples here, I, eh? they have not heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. So now that we have an idea of who the Holy Spirit, uh, our great helper is, I believe we must continue our journey of knowing him better. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is many things to us. His importance to us as Christians is diverse. His importance to us is diverse. His importance, what he does in our lives, his help, is in different areas of our lives as Christians. Can I have an amen? It must indeed be driven for every Christian to understand why the Holy Spirit is important. And indeed, an inevitable part of our lives. Let me ask you a question. If someone very close to the president of your country, somebody very close to President Akufuado, 
came to you and, to say, and told you, I want to introduce you to the president. How will you feel? I want to introduce you. I want to send you to the president. Somebody who is very close, like one of the ministers or one of the people you know, who, who works with him in the office, you see him always with the president. I would like to introduce you to the Holy Spirit. How many of you realize that you'll be very happy? You'll be so excited. If the person tells her, tomorrow 9 a.m., we'll be there. I'm going to, I'm taking to the president. How many of you realize you can't even sleep? You'll be, you'll be so excited. Those of you who come to church late, when you're supposed to come to church 7, you come to church at 8. That day, when they say 9 o'clock, you wake up at 2 a.m. By 3 a.m., we are about. I get what I'm saying. And a person tells you that, make sure that you are at the flag, flag star house gate eh, by 8 a.m. Even though you are living at Glyphe, even though you are living at uh, where? Bebe, you see. Eh? Eh? Kaswa. I can, and then you don't have a car. I can assure you that by 1 a.m. You, you start walking. You start walking. And even though you were told to arrive at uh, 8, by 6, you'll be there. You, can, you say, look, don't worry. The person don't come at 6 is too early. So, no. You see, because of the person that he wants to introduce you to. Hallelujah. Therefore, I want you to understand that if the introduction to the president will so much excite you, then how much more you getting to know the most important person in your life today. God, the Holy Spirit. Clap your hands for the Lord. The Holy Spirit is the most important person in the life of a Christian. Yes. The most important person in your life is not your father, your biological father, your biological mother, it's not your teacher, it's not your employer, definitely it's not your husband, it's not your wife, all right? The most important person in your life is not your pastor. I'm not the most important person in your life. The most important person in your life today, right now, who is with you all the time, is God, the Holy Spirit. So that is why it must be of importance for you to know Him and, 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 and know Him very well. Hallelujah. Alright. So that is why I want to give you some spiritual teasers. A teaser. What is a teaser? A teaser is something that sort of causes, webs, webs up your appetite, your desire for something. I, I get what I'm saying. 
I, I get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that is why, you know, when they do a movie, a good film, I get what I'm saying. And then you are, you want to watch it. There's some initial part. I mean, where there's a lot of action and something. I get what I'm saying. So when you see that, say, oh, wow. This film is very, very wow. Normally when we go for uh, pastors' fellowships or uh, fellowship of the pastors with the shepherds, you know, we say, let's watch a film. You know, that we, we tell people, look, we don't want a film that when we put in for five minutes, they are having meetings, discussion about something. No, 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 no. So we, we ask the people, your film, is there action in it? Is there action in it? Is there action? Because if, if there's no action, it's boring. Amen. So what I'm going to give to you, alright, these eight things that you must know is going to whip up your appetite, your desire to know the Holy Spirit until he becomes truly a friend to you. Somebody who is going to walk with you. Someone who is going to talk to you. Somebody who is going to guide you. Somebody who is going to help you to live a victorious Christian life. Can I have an amen? Amen. amen. Now, there was this man who was uh, watching a movie. And do you know the movie that he was watching? He was watching a movie on the life of Jesus Christ. The life of Jesus Christ. And you know the life of Jesus Christ? He's talking, Jesus is preaching somewhere. The disciples are moving somewhere. I mean, he was so bored. Because there was no action. Do you understand it? Jesus is feeding some people. Some blind man is getting healed. In fact, he was very bored. Then they got to the place where they arrested Jesus. And they slapped Jesus. Put at him. Kicked him. Then he became very happy. He said, ha! Accent. See, accent. Do you understand? It's like, it's like the action has started. Amen. So, these eight teasers eh, are the, the action starters. Hallelujah. May you begin to know the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. I said, may you begin to know this mighty Holy Spirit in your life. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? Wow. How many of you are ready? Eight things that every Christian should know about the Holy Spirit. Number one. Number one. Only believers in Jesus Christ can have or receive the Holy Spirit. Only believers in Jesus Christ can have 
or can receive the Holy Spirit. Write it down. The first thing that you must know as a believer. How many believers are here this morning? Let me see your hand. Yes. The first thing about the Holy Spirit that you should know is that it is only believers in Jesus Christ who can have or receive the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. It is when somebody believes in the Lord Jesus Christ that the Holy Spirit comes into the heart of that person. Unbelievers do not have the Holy Spirit. It is when somebody believes in the Lord Jesus Christ that the Holy Spirit comes into the heart of that person. That the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in the heart of that person. Unbelievers do not have the Holy Spirit and cannot have the Holy Spirit and cannot receive the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, in the scripture that we read in John chapter 14, verse 17, look at some things that Jesus said. He said, even the spirit of truth whom the world, take note, the world cannot receive. Jesus said, the world cannot receive the Holy Spirit because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. John 4, 17. Now, take note that the world, eh, the world in this scripture refers to people who are not saved. Unbelievers. When, 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 the, when the Lord Jesus Christ said, whom the world cannot receive, that word, well, there is not referred to the earth, the physical, you know, earth that we see, the mountains and the rivers and the seas, you know, and other. But it's talking about the unbelievers, sinners, people who are not saved. Hallelujah. Huh? Yeah. So the world in this scripture refers to people who are not saved, unbelievers. The world does not know Jesus, so it cannot receive the spirit of Jesus. Yeah. Have you ever heard an unbeliever speaking in tongues before? It happens all the time. Oh yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah. Mockers who are influenced by the spirit of Satan mimic the holy gift of speaking in tongues. But don't let this confuse you. This is not the Holy Spirit. Those are demons. Remember that Satan tries to imitate everything that God has. Oh, you have not heard unbelievers speaking in tongues before. In, when they're having concert parties, when they are joking on radio, uh, they are discussing like this. Uh, these Christians, we don't know what they say. They like, ha, ha, you have not heard before. Eh? Yes. Where does it come from? Don't be confused. How many of you have been confused before? When you hear that? Don't be confused. That is not the Holy Spirit. 
Those are people in whom evil spirits are dwelling. I get what I'm saying. And one of the things that Satan does is that he imitates everything that God does. Yeah. Yeah. If God has a religion, Satan also creates a religion. Everything that I mean God that Satan would do it. Amen? Okay? And Paul spoke about it in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 14. Look at it. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse number 14. Amen. What did he say? And no marvel, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. So the Bible says that Satan eh, can transform himself into an angel of light. Wow. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. You see, this is why you must know about the Holy Spirit because there are so many things that goes on that get you confused. But remember that once this, this is the cardinal key. Once the person is not saved, the person can speak in tongues, the person can lay his hands, you know, on people to pray for them, uh, to be healed, and all that. Do you see? It does not mean that that is the Holy Spirit. You have, you have to be born again. You have to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You have to repent from your sins. You, your sins must be forgiven. You must be cleansed from your sins. Alright? And express genuine faith in Jesus and become a child of God before the Holy Spirit will come and dwell in you. So it is only believers in Christ. Amen. Now, let's look at what happened in the scriptures. Alright? When the disciples received the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. Okay? In Acts chapter 2. Alright? Something happened. Okay? Let's, let's read Acts chapter 2. Hmm? Let's read from uh, verse, two, verse 5. Verse 5. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews devote men out of every nation under, under heaven. Now, when this was noised abroad, what was noised abroad? The coming of the Holy Spirit that came like a wind with it attendant, um, how do you call it, uh, uh, result that the apostles now and the disciples now began to speak in tongues. I get what I'm saying. All that, that, that hula baloo that happened. I get what I'm saying. Alright? It attracted the multitude. The multitude came together and were confounded. The word confounded means they were um, they were hot. Confused. They were amazed. You know, they were overwhelmed. Alright? And were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. 
I get what I'm saying. Now, let, let's give me the NIV from here, from verse 5. From verse 5. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together bewild, in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Continue. Utterly amazed, they asked, Are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia is present-day Iraq. Alright? Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Serene. Visitors from Rome. Both Jews and converts to Jerusalem. Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Now listen. What attracted the people to this first crusade by the apostles was that these apostles were Galileans mostly. Eh? The people realized that they were speaking in languages that you know belong to the people. The people from Mesopotamia realized that the disciples were speaking their language. The Arabs realized that the disciples were speaking in their language. Directly. I get what I'm saying. Eh? Hallelujah. Amen. Now, uh, those from Libya heard that the people were speaking in their language. So they were surprised. They were amazed. They said, what is going on? Because these people, they have not learned our language. These people are Jews. They are from Galilee. So can you imagine, right now, if I begin to speak, and then suddenly, all those of you who speak ever. Do you understand me? As I'm speaking, I'm speaking ever. Those of you who speak Hausa, as I'm speaking, I'm speaking Hausa. Those of you who speak Ga. Uh, uh, and I don't know any of these languages, but as I'm speaking, Moshikala, Martelia, I am speaking in the language that you, you speak. And, and you are wondering that. But, 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 why did Bishop learn this language from? How many of you understand what I'm talking about? That was what was going on. Many years ago, uh, we're having a miracle service here. And the bishop was preaching. And there was um, a brother who had come you know, from Norway. He's not one of our bishops. And he was sitting in the service. As the bishop was speaking in tongues in the course of, you know, uh, the service, he sat down there and the bishop was speaking in Norwegian language. He was shocked. He was shocked. He was shocked. There have been instances when evangelists have gone to preach at crusades. All right, and as they were speaking, their mouths were open supernaturally to speak the languages of the people that have gathered. And once he finished, that's it. He can't speak the language anymore. So this is what attracted the people. Do you understand it? Eh? They were amazed. Go back. Okay? Utterly amazed. They asked, 
Are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? You see, they were surprised. They were very, very surprised. You see, if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, eh, your life is going to surprise many people. Because the Holy Spirit will do great things with your life. And the Holy Spirit will do great things in your life. They said the same thing about Jesus. The carpenter that they knew, suddenly, this carpenter eh, was healing the sick, doing wonderful miracles. Are, are you getting that? Eh? When he taught, I mean, it's like the thing that he spoke. So they kept on saying that, from whence does this man receive this wisdom? How can he do this? Thing? Is this not a carpenter? You see, because of the presence of the Holy Spirit in you, you are a supernatural person. You didn't hear me. I said you are a supernatural person. Because of the presence of the Holy Spirit in you. A believer is a supernatural person. A believer. Because of the presence of the Holy Spirit in you. Now, when they were in amazement, Peter told them, I will explain. I will explain. So from verse 14, from verse 14, alright, Acts chapter 2 from verse 14. Peter started to explain. Acts chapter 2 from verse 14. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. Amen. These men are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. Because one of the things that the people say, ah, okay, the reason why they can speak in our language is because they are drunk. So they are just fooling around. So they say, no, it's only nine. It's only nine. Okay? The drinking spots are not open. Daddy has not opened. You know? I get what I'm saying. Yeah. Continue. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In other words, he pointed them to the Old Testament scriptures and said, what we are seeing is the result of a prophecy that had gone ahead many, many years. May every prophecy that has gone ahead of you come to pass in your life in the name of the Lord Jesus. If God said he has called you, it will come to pass in the name of Jesus. If God said you'll be a preacher, it will come to pass in the name of Jesus. If God said you give you a wonderful ministry, it will come to pass in the name of Jesus. If God said you marry, you marry. If God said you travel, you travel. If God said you be a great business person, you be a great business person. Whatever the Lord has said, just wait for it. It will come to pass one of these days. Can I have a believing amen? From today, everything that God has said about your life it will begin to manifest. I say it will begin to manifest. Wait for it patiently. For the vision is for an appointed time. Don't be in a rush. God is faithful. If God said it, he will do it. I say if God said it, he will do it. Faithful is he who has called you who also will do it. First is the chapter 5 verse 24. Hallelujah. So he said, now, 
This is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Continue. Continue. In the last days, God says, watch this. I'll pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will see dreams. May you begin to prophesy in the name of Jesus. May you begin to prophesy in the name of Jesus. May you have visions in the name of Jesus. May you see dreams in the name of Jesus. May you begin to prophesy in the name of Jesus. May you begin to have wonderful dreams in the name of Jesus. May you begin to have wonderful visions in the name of Jesus. Yes. Yes. Amen. You are saying, this is what, you know, last week, for some time, there's a decision that I've been wanting to take, and I've been praying about it. And last week, I was somewhere, I was praying. And I was praying about so many different things, and I decided to pray one more time about this decision. And I, and I set my prayer clock for two hours, as I'm praying on this for two hours. At the end of the two hours, I said, Lord, please, this is a major decision, so I really need you to guide me and show me your will. Even if I think it is right, it doesn't mean that it is right. Amen. Show me. I was praying two hours. At the end of the two hours, you know, I sort of, you know, I was at peace. But I said, oh, let me pray another one hour. So I prayed one more hour on the same thing. Then by the end of the third hour praying on the same thing, I felt sleepy. And when I am praying and I feel sleepy, especially when I'm praying for a long time, I'm very happy. Because I know that when I sleep, something, a dream, a vision, something will happen. So I slept for one hour. Whilst I was sleeping, I had a dream. I had a dream. Immediately, I opened my eyes. My, 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 my alarm went off. Immediately I opened my eyes. I knew the answer to the prayer. Because the answer was in a dream that God gave. I knew it clearly. And I said, Lord, thank you. Yes. Amen. Are you getting that? So, your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Verse 18. Even on my servants... Both men and women, I'll pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. So listen, so Peter was trying to explain to the people that we are not drunk. We are not confused. Listen, the ability that we now have to speak in your languages that we have not learned before, it is because the Holy Spirit has come to dwell in us. We, the disciples, are believers. The Holy Spirit has come to dwell in us. Hallelujah. Then, he now also added something. Added something. Look at verse 38. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Peter replied, Repent and be baptized. Every 
Every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So now, Peter was explaining that you too, all of you who have gathered here, you can also receive this Holy Spirit, just like we have received. But there is one condition. The condition is that you must first repent, you must be baptized, okay, in the name of Jesus Christ, and your sins must be forgiven you. In other words, you must become born again before the Holy Spirit comes to you. That is why I'm explaining to you that it is only believers in Christ Jesus who can have or who can receive the Holy Spirit. Amen? So listen, from today, don't be confused. You meet a malam somewhere, you meet a juju man somewhere, you meet your friend, as you are speaking, your friend goes like, Mashikala, Materebo, Sibara. Then you say, ah, you say to yourself, but this my friend, he has not been to church before, I know him. He's a drunkard, monizer, he curses God all the time. How can that, he has the same gift as I have. He doesn't have the same gift. What he is saying is from demons. Once he's an unbeliever, once he's an unbeliever, he does not have the spirit of God. This is the first thing you must know about the Holy Spirit. Only believers in Jesus Christ can receive or have the Holy Spirit. Peter said, what has happened to us? Eh? Our ability to speak in your languages, even though we have not learned them, that ability has been given to us by the Holy Spirit that we have just received. And he said, but you also, you can receive it. Alright? Eh? Peter replied. Peter replied. Go back. Verse 38. Peter replied, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Alright? Then watch. And... So, end means that the, for the second part to happen, the first part must happen first. Hallelujah. How many of you understand that? Eh? For the first, for the second part, where is the second part? And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For that to happen, you must repent. Your sins must be forgiven you. Hallelujah. This morning, if you are here, you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Alright? I want you to know alright, that you must repent. You must give your heart to Jesus. You must be ready to surrender your life to the Lord. And the Lord will save you. And when the Lord saves you, He will fill you with the Holy Spirit. And I tell you, the Holy Spirit in your life is the most powerful person. He's the most powerful person on earth. With the Holy Spirit, you are an overcomer. With the Holy Spirit, you cannot fail in life. How many of you... Do don't want to fail in life. With the Holy Spirit in you, you cannot fail in life. With the Holy Spirit in you, you cannot fail in ministry. With the Holy Spirit in you, you cannot fail in your business. Your marriage cannot fail. You're, you cannot be a failure. You cannot go down. You progress. You do well. You advance in everything that you do because of the mighty Holy Spirit who is in your life. So today, if you have the Holy Spirit, I want you to rejoice. I want you to thank God. I want you to know 
that your life is already blessed. Put your hands together for the Lord. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Eight things. I'll give you one. Lift up your hands. Thank God for the Holy Spirit that is in your life. Lift up your hands, everybody. And thank God for the Holy Spirit who is in your life. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. We thank You, Lord. We thank You for the gift of the Holy Spirit that You have given unto us. We thank You for the gift of the Holy Spirit that You have given unto us. We thank You for the gift of the Holy Spirit that You have given unto us. We thank You for this great helper, for this amazing helper. Holy Spirit, we love You. Oh, we worship You. We acknowledge Your presence in our lives. We acknowledge your presence in our lives. You are the spirit of power. You are the spirit of guidance. You are the spirit of instruction. You are the spirit of help. You are the healer. You are the power of God. You are our helper. You have been sent to help us in our lives. And we recognize you. And we appreciate you. And we love you and we bless you. Now, I want you to pray again. And I'll tell the Holy Spirit, please help me in my life. This week, what is it that we are going to do? Is it your exams? Is it your interview? Is it your business? Is it something about ministry? Tell him, mighty Holy Spirit, you are my helper. Please help me. Lift up your hands and begin to pray. I want to see your two hands lifted up. Pray to him. He is a divine person. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Mighty Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Help us this week. In all that we are going to do. Because without your help, we can do nothing. It is you that the Lord Jesus Christ sent to be our helper in every area of our life. Help your people this week as we go out to preach, as we go out to work, as my God we go out in our relationships. My God, as my God we, we, we take decisions in, in, in business. Speak to the Holy Spirit about your business decisions. Speak to Him about the contract decisions. Speak to him about the trouble. Speak to him. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We give you praise. We give you honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Now, close your eyes. We are just about to leave here. By this morning, the question is that, do you know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Are you like one of the people that Peter said, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus and your sins will be forgiven you. Do you know Jesus? Maybe you came to church today on your own or somebody invited you and said, let us go to church, but you know that you are a sinner. You are not saved. You want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to be saved so that this mighty Holy Spirit will also come into my heart. As every eye is closed, wherever you are standing, if you want me to pray for you to give your life to Jesus, lift up all your right hand and I will pray for you. Lift up all your right hand. Very high. God bless you. God bless you. Lift up your right hand. Very high. Don't be ashamed of anybody. This is about your life. Bishop, pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift up your hand. Father, thank you for my brothers and my sisters.
who have lifted up their hands, they are coming to you. Lord, they want to be saved. They want to know you. Oh, Lord, they want to receive your spirit. What an amazing blessing. Now, listen. I can see all those of you who have lifted up your hands. I want you to do one more thing. Move from your seat where you are and come to the frontier. Pick your Bible, your bag, okay, and come. 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 Yes. Encourage them to come. Encourage them to come. Give him your life today. Keep on coming. Come on to Jesus. Let him have his way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Those of you, lift up your hands and pray this prayer after me. Close your eyes. God bless you. God bless you. Say this prayer with me. It is your prayer. I'm just only leading you, but it is your prayer. Close your eyes and lift up your hands. Say, Dear Jesus, I believe in you with my heart. I confess you as my Savior. I'm a sinner. Please forgive me for my sins. I repent. Please wash me with your blood. I've done many bad things. Please forgive me and wash me in your blood. From today, I am born again. I'm your child. I'll follow you. Satan! Say, Satan! I don't belong to you any longer. From today, I declare, I confess that Jesus Christ is my Savior. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. have been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Light of the World Cathedral Collegon. Opus is a college main game. Please note our service times. English services, early rain service, 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. His presence service, 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And love and faith service, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Other languages, L'Eglise Glorious, French, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Gain, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant Youth Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. Be part of our midweek importation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For prayer, counseling, and further inquiries, Please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.